Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, bots and cons to Tech Talk, the officially unofficial Transformers TCG podcast. I'm joined as always by Scott of VectorSigma.info, and this is part two of this cycle, this revolution of uh, of previews. Because this week, yeah, we uh, it, it's <laughs> unbelievable that it's a week and we have like this, this flood deluge of previews. It was awesome. But man, let me tell you, it was a lot to keep track of that day when everything was hitting. That day was yesterday, I think, and at the time of the recording. And everything was just hitting nonstop. It felt like it was constant spoilers, which was actually really cool. I'm not going to lie. All, all my lunch hour, right, my dad? Well, Scott, you <laughs> look, <laughs> that seemed to be the case. It's always during your lunch hour. So I yep. guess that take longer lunches, we'll get more previews. I think longer ones enough, trust me. <laughs> that's that's clearly what it's based <laughs> off of is when Scott takes his lunch hour. So yep. Um, but anyway, if you are listening to this one, you may want to check out our previous one to hear our thoughts on the recent battle card reveals. Or you could always head on over to VectorSigma.info to see the current up to date spoiler that Scott has been maintaining of <laughs> all the various content creators and and also first party reveals. As well as, well, all of the other ancillary details that we have about Siege 2 up to this point. So we're going to dive right into it, unless you had anything you want to cover before we get in, Scott. Nope, this was in the other episode, you'll get uh, yeah. previous stuff. So these are roughly in alphabetical order, and I certainly hope that I didn't miss any, although I'm seeing on my topics list that I did miss the character that came out, I think like an hour before we started recording. So I apologize for that, but Thundercracker is in there. We'll talk to talk about him at the end. Uh, so first one up is Captain Astro Train. Um, I didn't bother with the titles. That's why if you're wondering, yeah, how, how is this possibly in alphabetical order? Yeah, I didn't care <laughs> except for General Optimus and Lord Megatron. I don't know. I Whatever. I just I left assume, it as I assume, is. I assume Astro Train would be first. Yeah, Captain Astro Train should probably be up front, one would think. Yeah. But anyway, so we have another triple changer, a notable one at that. And uh, so we'll go first mode to bot mode. So first mode is his spaceship. He's a leader. He's a specialist in all modes, both of those. Uh, and in his spaceship mode, he's a 514 and when this has at least one upgrade and defends, he gets plus one defense until end of turn. When he's in train mode, which is alt mode two, he is a 614-1. When this has at least two upgrades and you attack, you get plus two attack. When you're in bot mode, he is a 614-1 again. And when he has at least three upgrades and battles, he gets plus three attack and plus three defense until the end of battle. That's a lot. Um, I like this guy, Scott. Are you enthused by Astro Train? Oh, he's 12 sort stars. Of, I'm sorry. I didn't put that out there. Sort of. Um, he's I mean, maybe I'm, yeah, maybe I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting blinded by, I'd like Astro Train. Um, but he, at, even at 12 stars, he, he's a little understated. Well, maybe a lot understated, but he at least has respectable attack values, which is kind of where where my mind is drawn to. So if you're putting that many stars into a character, they kind of need to punch good. Sort of like I I guess the the biggest comparison is like to the Starscream 
King, right? The one from Wave 2? Yeah. And, like, assuming you only flip, like, one crown or whatever. Uh-huh. And he's been fringe playable only because you can flip more than one. I mean, so, okay. You definitely need to play all the collection upgrades with this guy. Like, we agree there, right? Yeah. I mean, it, well, he's going <laughs> to, what I expect to see and what you're going to need, like, I expect a lot of people to be playing, like, multi-tool with this guy. Like, I... Or, I, or attack drone or pad armor. Yeah. Which I think are... Is there a or, utility one right now? No, no. I'm sure we'll get one well, in this set. cargo drawer, cargo drawer. So there's no utility one is what you're telling me. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> well, it wouldn't matter for him anyway, but yeah, yeah I get your point. Well, cargo drawer is even worse. You can't even play more than one in the same turn. But y- Yes. So to me, it's padded armor and it's extra. Like, you have to play those cards. Mm-hmm. And then the problem is you have to... You want to get to the bot mode as quickly as possible, and you want to make sure the bot mode exists and isn't vulnerable to bashing shield, enforcement batons, or smelt, or right. ramming speed, or vaporize. To just like, because if he can't get the plus three plus, three, I would assume you just lose. Yeah, he's not. He's not good up. enough at that stage. You could well, like I said, the stats are fine but you clearly have better options if he's not if you're not activating the text right so if you're going to rely on him getting that plus three plus three then which is what we're obviously trying to get to like i I don't think i don't think you're trying to stay in the other modes even if they're fine quote unquote um yeah so if we assume he's attacking last to have the full loadout of attack drone or mm-hmm. padded armor and something else so that you survive. Like, okay, if they have two pieces of upgrade removal on a turn, like, go you, like, you can kill him, like, or, or put a hurt on him. Like, yeah. chances are they're not going to put a serious hurt on him either. Like, let's be honest, like, it's the same thing we've talked about in the past. Like, mm-hmm. playing a bashing shield is worse than playing a plus three weapon. It's the same argument here, except for the fact that going down to one defense is a hell of a lot less than having four. Absolutely. So, so, I mean, he's what? He'd be a nine attack, right? So, like, you should be able to attacking as a nine, right? Yes. Plus, what? Presumably, one of those upgrades is a weapon. So, at minimum, nine. Right. So, he's going to attack really well. It's just whether or not he's going to defend really well, and you need to invest a lot into him. And I just don't know that there's enough time to allow that to happen. But if mm. it can, and it can, can consistently, then I think he's good. I just don't know that that's going to happen. Like, I think I mm. think Trigger Happy, him, and Flame War is, like, a fine team to put him with if you, again, can spare the time to allow it. That's going to be, be a super awkward upgraded. both flip and attack sequence. Right. I know, but I think that's what you, that's where you're left with. You might have to. It. He, I agree that he's going to, he requires, or, or he doesn't literally require, but essentially requires the bot mode being active. As I said, I anticipate we're going to get one of the collection or whatever you want to term them, the attack drone and extra padding. We're going to get an, a utility equivalent because there's a lot of things in this set that seem to care about utility. So 
and it's right after the other one, so I, I'm anticipating we're going to get it. Uh, he's a Decepticon, so potentially you could get swindled, but now you're playing an all Decepticon team. You're all in on a big Decepticon, so the ever-present threat of press the advantage is there. In addition, so even if they were to bash and shield and it's a weaker option, they still get more plus fours than they would if this guy was wearing a red badge instead of a purple one. Uh, sure. It, I think it's possible. Blank, that statement we blanketed from every other Decepticon we talk about. Well, I agree, but it, it, I agree, but it's it. I think it's important that it, when you're evaluating it, that that is a threat to this guy. You're you're not playing a wide Decepticon team where it's like, oh, they have press. Well, who cares? You know, it's no, no different no, I, than anything I else. I agree. Um, I agree. When you're trying to Voltron up this guy, as you've said before, where it's I'm loading this guy up with with things, it I I'm excited by him because I think it's reasonable to get there. It's I agree with you though that one of the issues among many is going to be who does he partner with, and I'm not envisioning what that is yet. I think it's going to have to be two other Decepticons, so you get stuff like Swindled. So, okay, well, I had an awkward start. I can now dump things on him quickly. Uh, it's going to come down to, like, whether or not, like, like he's, like, from an attack drone perspective, you're comparing him to General Megadron. You're comparing him to the Wave 1 General Megadron. I mean, the Siege 1 General Megadron. Okay, yeah. And I don't know which of them is more favorable. I mean, my default go-to answer would be the General Megatron. He has better stats inherently. He's also ranged. So if you're presumably playing a blue base shell, the ranged is going to be relevant, whereas Astrotrain's a specialist. In which case, yes, you do get benefits. You can play stuff like Field Communicator to, again, try and get him up to speed more quickly. But is I don't know if that's enough. Yeah, that's fair. Um... I just think, I mean, the extra padding thing, which I'm not a big fan of that as a card, but it's just necessary here, mm. um, is is where I think he has no better comparison. But I do think if you're if you're just going to be going the attack drone route, it's in all likelihood it's just going to be better off being General Megatron, unless you just really want to play like an eight drop, which the only one I can think of is Trigger Happy offhand. Yeah. Um. You know, like. And again, maybe, like, if you play, like, if there's a, I think we've already seen, well, we've already seen one utility Battlemaster. Yes. So, like, if you pair him with a utility Battlemaster, technically, like we've already talked about from a perspective, that slot is currently open, so that'll help him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know that, like, nowadays, I just don't know if pouring 12 stars into a at the end of the day, like giant dude, is <laughs> big all dumb really guy that is. punches good, right? <laughs> right, is all he ever is going to do. Although he now, to be to fair, defend. that's very in character, isn't it? <laughs> I guess so. I mean, he's going to defend well too. That's the point. So, well, and and that is a consideration of if if you go the battlemaster route, uh, it, whether it's weapon battlemasters, utility ones, we've seen the armor one. Uh, and maybe there'll be more. Can he defend well? Like, is he chunky enough? And will he defend well enough that you could play him in an orange shell instead of a blue one? 
No. I don't think so, but <laughs> it's, you know, just another avenue to, to examine it from. And you're going to have attack drones regardless, and they're what, they're green-white. Yes. But you, I just think you have to have extra padding on it. You have no choice. You're going to need to get four upgrades on him. Minimum. <laughs> well, I, I don't think... I mean, yes, people play smelt, people play ramming speeds or vaporize or whatever. I don't... And bashing shields, clearly. I don't know... So, for example, if you had two attack drones, an armor, and an, a utility, the armor is likely to get popped because bashing shield is showing up everywhere. I don't know how likely the other two are to, to go away, so you may just be fine with those. I mean, you can smelt and bash shield in the same turn, and chances are you won't have upgrades on other characters because all your upgrade turns have had to be spent on them. And that may be the biggest issue, is that you now, because you're all in on Astro Train, I don't know if you can support the other characters, especially in a blue shell where they may kind of need those energon axes or whatever to do something uh yeah. if you go orange at least okay well i'll just flip some oranges and and hope we get there in blue you you kind of need those weapons so i i'm not sure i think he's interesting i don't know mm. how playable he'll wind up i mean he's a common I mean, he's, yes. he's limited i was about to say in that. limited this guy's probably pretty good I mean, three defense in limited is very good. So all you have to do is have yeah. on his uh, spaceship mode, and you're fine. Yeah, I don't anticipate you're you're likely to complete the objective, the quest on uh, his bot yeah. mode. But if you do, you're probably going to feel great. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, anything else for Astro Train? No. Okay. I just think it's going to be tough to build him, but it yeah. might be playable, especially when you get another collection card, like you said. Right. Uh, so next up, we have Private Fixit, who looks drastically different than I believe his first appearance in one of the more recent cartoons. Uh, he is part of the Rescue Patrol. He's a truck and a specialist in alt mode. He's a 360 stealth one on tap, four stars. And then over in bot mode, he's a specialist still. He's a 361. And when you tap him, you can scrap a white card from your hand to system reboot. Everybody scraps their hand and draws four. Uh, I expect there's, again, like we were talking about in the battle card segment when I was mentioning Elita 1 and involuntary promotion, that there's probably some weird combo thing similar to Red Heat. I don't I mean, know what it one, is. Wave 1 Shockwave, right? Well, you get extra ones, but I don't know if... I mean, yes, that works. I just don't know if Wave 1 Shockwave is... I don't know. It, it never seemed to get there before. Maybe one extra system reboot will, but... It's the in-play in system reboot that helps. Well, it, having it is important. It's just the... Even games where I played and I system rebooted multiple times, it still didn't always matter. I, well, I don't think it, it's good enough. I'm just telling you what the comments Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, at the end of the day, unless there's, like you said, the shockwaves or some currently unforeseen combo build, I'm not super excited about Private Fix-It. Yeah, I mean, it just, I mean, like you said, unless there's a combo, it's 
system reboot effects continue to just help your opponent too much. So, right. Without like like just playing it normally, it would just help your opponent too much. And now I don't do see a combo with the other members of the rescue patrol that care about that stuff. Yeah. Other than filling your hand with more white cards. Now there is a combo centric character coming up. I don't really know if it's going to help her at all, but we'll worry about it when we get there. Uh, any other thoughts about our, our latest MicroMaster? No. Yeah, I don't. Not as of now. I don't anticipate I'm going to be super excited about running this guy, but you never know. Maybe there's something there. System Reboot is a pretty powerful card. Yep. Uh, speaking of powerful cards, let's talk about uh, General Optimus's latest upgrade. He's now a Galactic Commander. Uh, he's a leader truck and ranged in alt mode. Seven twenty one two. No, uh, that those are actually the stats. If anybody out there has not seen the the correction, uh, he's fifteen stars. He has three utility slots, and when you flip to alt mode, you reveal the top card of your deck. If it's an action, you may play it. Switch over to bot mode. He's an eight twenty one two. Still, you three utility slots, and when Optimus attacks, and you flip at least one orange and one blue pip, you may play one of your flipped upgrades. Onto this after the battle. Uh, it, it, we've already seen the large, super large character builds in Shockwave. This guy does a whole lot of stuff. Are you, do you, <laughs> the obvious thing is, do you see this guy going anywhere? Clearly, yes. I mean, yes, I'm asking the silly <laughs> question to, to segue, to, to bring in Scott. Come on. <laughs> You forgot to mention he's ranged in both modes. Oh, he's ranged. Well, I said ranged in all mode, but yes, I didn't say he's yeah. ranged in the other mode. Um, ranged in, I mean, ranged he, in both modes. With for those of you who are audio guns. listeners, he has two giant, like, mini guns, underslung <laughs> mini guns. So it kind of gives it away. But yes, <laughs> we've had the art lie to us before. Um, I think the way you. I think he's super rare. Um,. Yeah, we'll throw that out there. But if I think if any you asked anybody, okay, here are all the characters. Which ones do you think are super rare? I'm pretty <laughs> sure they're pointing to this guy. The one with the 21 on it is super yeah, rare. Yeah. The, the, wait, how many stars again? Yeah, that one's probably right. super rare. <laughs> I, I mean, the conversation I've had is, is, is that this guy's like comparable. Like, I, I know it's going to sound weird, but like it's comparable to a Titan. Because yeah. I don't... I think the way you need to play this guy is I don't care what his text is other than saying he has three utility slots because that's the part that you can probably trust going off the most. Yeah, you have that every time. Have utility, Um, play utility. The other parts... So, okay, you can definitely guarantee to flip back to alt mode if you're playing... Any type of plan effect, any type of incoming transmission, all that. I just don't know. I, I mean, we've seen that in the past with other windblade type effects. Um, I'm not as excited course- because the, I mean, I, and not to cut you off, unless this ends up being a mixed pip deck, it, why are you incoming transmissioning, for example? It could be secret dealings. It could be something else say, a marksmanship to the top of your deck instead of just playing it. Because you had to pep talk first to get the marksmanship to do it. 
That's the point. But then, so well, I mean, unless, but you need then an upgrade. So if you pep talk or inspiring leadership, whatever, you drew it, played a draw action, draw marksmanship. You need to find a way to get it back on top of your deck that's not an action. Yeah, the incoming transmission does it. Uh, the secret dealing does it. it. It's not in your hand currently is the point. I mean, yes, I it. that's obviously the scenario where you do it. I just, I don't know if I want to include those cards just for the sake of it. Maybe you have to, but. You have to, because it helps both modes. Right. So I think you have no choice. And so that is possible. So, so it, the issue is if you're a mixed pip deck, how hard is it or easy is it to get the second part, the bot mode part to go off? Mm. And the answer is, I think, I think the bot mode part is going to be hard regardless because the only card that it ensures you, the only two cards that ensure you to do it are roll out and, Matrix or obviously star cards, you're not going to play. So, <laughs> yes, you might get um, one because you could play a five and a four, I guess. Yeah, that's not going to happen. So, <laughs> it's going to be two fives. Um, yeah. So, so that aside, what you basically have to do is, unless there's cards that come out that, that copy the shockwave ability to be able to see the top card of your deck relatively cheaply, mm -hmm. um, if we assume somehow you put for lack of a better term, the lesser of the two colors that you have in your deck on top and hope that mathematically you'll just get to the other color because there's a plethora of them in your deck and it'll work out for you. And at the same time, one of those two cards is an upgrade you can play. There's a lot of hoops to jump through. I just don't think that the bot mode thing is going to happen. You can't rely on it because the best thing you can do is like put a matrix on top and then you're just getting a matrix for free like i get that you get three utility slots but that's just not good enough in my opinion yeah because like, it's specifically thing... you have to you can only play one of the upgrades so right and so, because like, it's after battle can... like you you probably want an armor i guess other utilities but yeah you can get whatever you do it's still an extra play right so like the best thing you can do is either is somehow get a white on top so that you just get more cards. You can somehow gain bold to try to just flip more cards. Or you put, like, if you're a blue deck, you, you somehow put an orange card upgrade, whatever you want to do, on top, and then hope that the second card down, which used to be the first card down, is the blue that you have more of in your deck. And because you put an orange on top, because you're attacking, it's going to help you anyway. So that's like the other scenario. But I don't think you can rely on that. I would agree. So I think the only part of this card you can rely on is either the flip to alt mode that allows you to basically just use incoming transmission as a pep talk or use secret dealings as have a pep talk or just go blind and hope that's an action on top. <laughs> right, right. Um, you can sort you can you can go with that. Um. But like your stats don't help you in that mode, so you pretty much have to guarantee it, or else there's no reason to even go back to that, right? Like you don't have more defense in that, like usual, right? Correct. It's two in both. Right. So if you if you don't have so you you have to have secret dealings or incoming transmission type effects or plan or other random that we'll see 
for that to matter. Um, or you like just roll out into that mode or something like that. Like there has to be a reason that you're doing that. Um, so assuming, cause you, I don't think you just wouldn't flip to that mode otherwise. So like you have to basically, that that's going. makes sense. Um, so there's that it's it, to me, it's the three utility slots that are insane because I don't think it's unrealistic to get multiple energy packs on this Optimus. Yeah, and then it becomes a whole gigantic block of health to chew through. Mm -hmm. I can't... I imagine he's going to have a minimum of 29 health in every game that I'm going to play. Right. And we're reaching Metroplex levels of health. So, I mean... Absolutely. Prefer, so... I'm very curious. So, uh, right now we have Bastion Shield Enforcement Batons as reliable removal for their respective upgrades. The green utility removal currently requires that it gets scrapped in order to trigger it. I'm very curious if we're going to see a bashing shield for utilities, which, as we were talking about Astro Train earlier, the existence of Optimus and him pushing all these utilities may cause problems, and he'll catch collateral damage as a result of people wanting more ramming speeds, more vaporizes, more of this more smelts or this hypothetical card that may or may not come out in this set. It's possible, but, but I just don't care to be honest with you. Well, yeah, just the fact that you can have more than one is just inborn is just really powerful without needing, like, you know, needing another to do it. Right. So that to me is the most powerful part of the ability. I mean, you can basically play, you're certainly going to play three energy packs. So let's leave that. Of course. There. And then you can just play, like a toolbox suite of other utilities you want to play, you know, gyros and things like that. The only negative with this card is that he wants bold, but you get ion blaster. So like you play data pad. Like, sure. It's not as good. Like again, it's not as good because you, you need to data pad and incoming transmission. It's the same exact thing as playing yeah. one of the secret dealings type cards. Like it's just not good enough. Well, yeah, like, it, but it is a utility that I'm not going to mining pick either. That's the problem. Like, well, I'm not going to. Yeah. The difference so with like, Datapad is it gives you the opportunity to, you can still try and rig on the attack, but it doesn't chew up the slot for Ion Blaster as compared to, like you said, mining pick or something like that. It's similar to just then at that point, just playing like a metal defender and getting things on that way. It's the same type of thing. Right. I just think you need to look at it like, if I get the upgrade, sweet. But I don't think you can. I don't think you can build to either one of his abilities, other than I have three utility slots, and so I'm in eight, twenty nine, or thirty three to go, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, that, that seems reasonable. <laughs> so it seems I mean, all right. <laughs> anything else to me is just icing on the cake. Like I, I know people are like, this isn't like Battlefield Legends better. Uh, Battlefield Legends have 33 health, so you tell me which one's better. Like, yeah, I, that 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 can't be a that that's not a fair statement. Like, the difference with this guy is, I'm not saying you should attack with him first, but like, he's not going to die to your opponent's team on the first go round in all likelihood, no matter what they. Do. So, especially if you're playing a blue base, deck, I just can't see it happen. Right. So. So, like, he can protect the other characters better than Battlefield Legend can, who needs to be protecting himself. 
I get that there's a difference in, like, power level, but, like, the way you just have to look at it is, like, if either one of these abilities go off, you're getting an extra phase for the turn, and you have an insane amount of power. So, Now, that being said, the... Yes, you can protect the other two characters, but you're protecting two other five drops. Point being is... What was that? I mean, one of the new five drops gives him force fields, so... Yeah. Then he has a lot more survivability. Yeah. Where I was going with is it's really going to depend on what those partners are and are they still valuable because you can live for a long time, but they will eventually get there or find those smelts, vaporizes, whatever's to pop energy packs if he's the only one swinging. You know, they obviously... He's swinging, the other- he's, he's swinging for 10. So he's going to be like a... I would say a minute... I would say this character, most of the time, in, in games, and I don't think this is this is unrealistic, is essentially going to be, at times in the game, a 10, 29, or, or 5. Right. I mean, you can say that Battlefield Legend gets to that, doesn't get the, doesn't get to those numbers. Like, Shockwave doesn't get to those numbers. Like, right. The, Metroplex doesn't get to those numbers. <laughs> Not consistently, honest. anyway. It, so, I agree with you. It's one of those that I, I see where you're going with it. I want to see it in action as we get more cards and as we actually refine a build for it, just to... Because if you are all in on that guy and your other characters are effectively either speed bumps or I get another action phase, upgrade phase to play cards onto Optimus, is that enough? Or the the three wide orange builds, can they still pile on because they'll survive a, a given 10 damage hit? Survive as in they'll come back and be able to swing again. Yeah, but normally when they swing in again and you're like, take 16, you're like, damn, I lost my guy. Here he's like, yep, 16, let's go out next turn. Like, don't care. Right, but how many of those 16 hits can you sustain? Because, for example, those ramming speeds now are better one-shell stance against this guy. It's more 16s than any other character take. I agree. they're, They're doing a lot more work to get to the 16 than you are just to, like, shrugging it off. I agree, and I'm not saying that it's not going to work. It's just those are the the things where I want to see how it plays out. Because if that isn't the answer to this guy, clearly something has to be, or <laughs> we we may be in for a lot more optimists showing up. <laughs> I just think he's very good. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say this guy is bad <laughs> by no means. Uh, I just I just think trying to focus too much on that bot ability, which people seem to do, instead of just looking at like an extra benefit, yeah, is is where people are going wrong. And I think that's reasonable. I mean, unless we get a whole lot more plan effects than I think we're probably going to, or other, even if it doesn't literally say plan, if it's an incoming transmission type of thing, I agree with you that it's going to be a challenge to get either of the bottom half of the of this character to work. It's not just whether you get them, it's whether you want to play them. I, I can give this guy a flamethrower and his abilities would go off more often. Well in, yeah. in, in when attacking, but they it doesn't matter. Right. Like I like I can't quote I can't actually give him a power sword. Like I could just supercharge him and things like that and make the ability go off. It's just whether or not that's good enough. Right. And and that's where I just don't think that it's it's quote good enough. Um, but what I do like is that this is one of the many characters 
players that benefits from bold in the defensive deck. Yeah, that's a good point. So, like, flipping Flame War back to alt mode really helps this guy, whereas how many times have you ever done that life, you know? Yeah. So. I'm going to go with not many. <laughs> right. So, it's just the thing is, like, a lot of times, like, there's a better weapon you can use than giving him bold. I don't think there's any armors that actually give you bold, and then there's other utilities you'd rather play than the one give you yeah. That's the big issue. So Yeah, I can definitely see that. Yeah, I I expect that this guy is gonna be very popular. Um and we'll we'll definitely be seeing some of him at the very least. So Yep, I agree. Uh moving on from General Optimus, we have Private Greenlight, who is a new car that is uh this is the combo centric one that I was referencing earlier. So she's yep, I figured. Yeah, it's a car specialist. Eight stars, three twelve two, safeguard three. So we know Hot Rod's not the only safeguard character. Uh, and in her alt mode, this character's upgrades can't be scrapped by your opponent's cards. Over in bot mode, she's a four twelve one. And when you play a green card, this gets plus one attack until end of turn. So she has Thundercracker, but only for green cards. Although it counts upgrades too. So those sparring gears, those attack drones. They don't just do their thing. They also buff her temporarily. Uh, I don't think we have nearly as much to say about this one as we did General Optimus, unless you feel otherwise, Scott, because if this doesn't exist in a combo deck, there isn't something where you're going to build her up to a bazillion attack, play Steamroll, and try and KO two characters in one turn. I'm not sure where she fits. Which you can do... I don't want to say relatively. I mean, Focus Fire is a card, and it's obviously yeah. it's a card. It'll be more consistent than people might think at first glance. And she's not that expensive. Like, she's one less than Hound was, right? That did a similar thing with the upgrades, right? Yeah, she's eight. So the same cost as Thundercracker, which she... So the way I was thinking about it is you could run the Thundercracker Avalanche deck from way back when, but now it's all Autobots. So you get confidence. You can run Red Heat for the swap parts. She's a specialist herself. There are, there are ways to make this work. I just don't know if the, the quantity of playable green cards is there. Because a lot of these, the existing ones, so Focus Fires, the Attack Drones, the Sparring Gears, they don't get you another play. So it... Well, it, it, they don't in that it, it breaks the chain. So you can't, you'd have to dig, like have your whole deck in your hand and then play them is the ideal scenario. As opposed to with Thundercracker, you can just play a card that gets you in, like your leap of faith would get you another leap of faith that continues playing cards. If you get leap of faith into extra padding, you play your extra paddings and then you're done. The chain stops. You're thinking of it wrong. All you have to do is collect the cards and just play them all. Well, that's what I started with, is that you need, like, your whole... You gotta collect all the cards, get the, your deck in your hands, and then play them. Which but that it is... To, it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be immediately, though. It can be over time. So all you need is to play multiple focus fires and multiple attack drones in one turn, and she's like, plus four. That should be good enough. With the plus two from there and the bold from focus fire, that should be good enough. I mean, it, she just kills somebody. It depends whether 
that is good enough, and I don't know that it is. I don't know that her killing one character is enough. I think you need to kill two, and you need to do it on, like, turn two or three. I mean, she's an A-drop. I don't think that's... I don't think, I don't think you need to go all in on her. I just think you need to play... I think you need to find a way to play her with these cards that would benefit otherwise. I mean, we've seen Focus mm. Fire see Fringe play. We've seen Attack Drone see Fringe play. Right. And then this is just a character that gets benefit from both those cards additionally. And I think you have a deck there. Possibly. I mean, I, I, I don't know, to be honest. I don't know if I feel strongly enough about her in that sort of shell as opposed to focusing on her. But maybe. I think it's just another way of basically getting another large attacker like on her turn mm-hmm. that you that you would probably get otherwise. I don't know. Well, that like, that's it, the it, thing it, is I don't know that you thing, would like, otherwise. It, or rather that... So you... We're assuming a deck that has all of these things, or some combination of all these things, being focus fires, attack drones, whatever. Or you could just play another seven or eight drop that's already big enough. And not have to run those cards. Because the second focus fire gives you bold three, right? Not bold two? Uh, no, I think you ultimately end up with bold six total. One on the first one, then it's one and one, and then one and one and one. Or one, two, and three. Yeah. So you do get three. You get bold one, then you get bold an extra bold two, and then you get bold three. That's how you get the six. Yes. Yeah. I misunderstood what so, you meant. I thought you meant like the second one played gives you bold three inherently. So the second one played is better than Reckless Charge. So that's the point. In an orange deck. Because it's bold three. Or, yeah, so it's not better than Reckless Charge. I was about to say, <laughs> I think we've had that one before, Supercharge versus Reckless Charge. Well, no, no, it is, it is, because she gets the plus two. Yeah. On her what's specifically, her, yeah. Yeah, well, what's her base attack? Four. Like, you can get her up to, you know, low to mid-teens, I think, at a reasonable point. The question just playing, is... Just playing two Focus Buyers gets her six bold three which is, like, above the curve for an 8-drop by playing two action cards that, like, aren't horrendous. So, I don't know. Mm. I think she could be playable, but, like, probably just isn't as good just because of the options. But, like, Mm. even right there, if you're talking about swinging for... Right there, she's probably swinging for 11 or 12. Right. Without without even an upgrade. So, probably more. Which is more than other eight drops are going to swing just by playing two cards. It's like the attack drone thing is actually worse because the attack drone just becomes a grenade launcher that stays around. Yes. Right. Um, well, I mean, you can always replace it here, but whatever. Yeah. Um, she. I mean, the more I think about her, she's probably more playable than credit for just because it's yeah, not hard to do. I think you're selling me on it with that argument, but at the same time, it's it's one of those that falls into the category of I can't quite visualize exactly what that deck list looks like. So, for example, you take your standard aggro orange list. Where are those focus fires finding room? Where are those attack drones or other hypothetical green card that you don't feel terrible about playing finding space? Um, And maybe those cuts are easier than I'm thinking. I just can't conjure it off the top of my head 
Yeah, it's fair. Um, I don't think she's that bad as bad as I hear. Yeah, initially I was not super enthused, but now as we're talking through it, I'm I'm I think you're selling me on it where there's more potential. Coming in, I was thinking, well, why don't I just play I mean Wheeljack's nine, but you know, hypothetical or various seven eight drop that already has five attack, let's say. And then I don't think they exist. Yeah, I, I. That's why I can't think of one off the top of my head. Now I'm on the spot. And I can't think of it. As a car, I don't think they exist. Oh, as a car specifically, no. Yeah. We have. So that's well, Cliff Jumper's eight. Eight stars. I mean, he's five attack. In the yeah, okay, that's fair. But I don't. Yeah, the deck's going to be her, Cliff Jumper, and Wheeljack. We got that. We yes. we know that already. Yeah. So. Well, I'm trying to think of... It was the first one that I thought of, because yeah. it popped up. I'm trying to think of other players. Because the other one that I thought of was Bumblebee, but he's 10. So that one we don't, we're not caring about right now. As a, as a comparison for a replacement in the same slot. I mean. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe it's more reasonable than I initially thought. But it was more comparing arbitrary three wide aggro okay you have your middle character is she better you know do i want to play cars versus that i mean cars is a very strong argument so mm-hmm. all right yeah, i don't I th- think she's that bad yeah i i think i'm i'm warming up to uh green light outside of the uh bizarre combo-y things yeah it's just a different bizarre combo that doesn't seem that hard to play. yeah it's not actually gonna be i it probably won't be that difficult. Um, do you care at all about? I mean, the safeguard. Okay, no one's killing her on turn one. I think her. I think her bot side. I think her alt side is complete. I don't even know Other why than, we care about her upgrades being unable to be scrapped. It's so that she can stay in that mode until she gets destroyed. Until she gets to um, gets to be able to do her. That's the only reason why she it has all that. Well, the safeguard. Yes, I don't know what the the upgrade piece has to do with it. So you can start to buff her before she has to attack also. So you can set up this steamroll combo thing before she even has to go also. So you can stick I, the, the weapons on her early I and guess get her ready to do all this, probably. It's going to depend on whether attack drones, for example, are necessary, because a lot of those you may be playing the turn that you go off. No, you just stick a random weapon on her before she attacks, like, early. Good to go. Well, but that's what I'm saying. If you If you need attack drones to make this relevant and it sounds like you don't but if you did playing the weapon early on wouldn't matter because you're gonna have to replace it that turn no i think at this point it's you just need focus fire that it seems like that is going to be true yeah so all right cool i think well we i was that's more than i was expecting for green light i'll be honest uh so i thought about before we started talking yeah so, uh, moving from green light, we have Private High Jump. This was the character that I think Drew had uh, real quietly revealed in London, if I remember correctly. So, this is the fourth member of the whatever, Off-Road Patrol? Off-Road Patrol, which is the one that has the Lord. Well, as of now, yeah. Yeah, that we, we don't know if the other ones will. Uh, but he's a Off-Road Patrol Truck melee, five. Uh, excuse me, four stars, three six one. Usual stealth deal while they're untapped. Uh, in bot mode, he is melee, three six one, and you can tap to scrap a black card and another card from your hand to draw two cards. 
we have to we he helps the team because his stats are fine and he'll get bold one. Yep. And he'll die eventually and help the other dude. And I, he'll have a five a five wide team with a seven and like this guy will be part of it and we should yep. see how the deck plays out. His abilities are irrelevant to me. They're not terrible. I don't think he'll ever um, f- transform, to be honest. I mean, fair, I'm sure fair. there will be a fringe thing, but I I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think he's he's on the team only. But his ability to me is irrelevant. Yeah, he's on the team by virtue of he has the off-road patrol tag. Mm-hmm. Um, and that deck seemed not unreasonable when we talked about it last time. Right, because the Lord guy's good. Yep. So anybody out there who's like, why would I ever want to play this? There's your answer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so moving from high jump, unless you had anything else to add about the off-road patrol again, which... No, again, we have. I mean, we have to look at them all. Yes. Once. Uh, I, when we do our recap at the end of the spoiler season, I'm sure we're going to be yeah. focusing on them at some stage. Um, and I was debating once we, well, never mind. I won't go into that. I was going to say do a write up for something, but we don't have enough info yet. So, uh, our next character is Captain Impactor. He's, I think, officially our first wrecker. And I know, uh, everybody over a wreck and rule was probably losing their minds when this guy got spoiled. Um, it's Springer. But was he actually a wrecker on the card? That's what I was referencing. Like, under his subtitle thing on Impactor, it actually says wrecker. Oh, I didn't even know that. No. Yeah, I don't know if offhand, I'm sure somebody out there, Brian or or Joe or or Frenchie or somebody or RJ or Kyle or somebody will correct me on it. I'm confident of it. (laughs) No, Um, I don't think I didn't even notice it, so I doubt it. So, um... For Impactor, he's a leader, he's a tank, and he's ranged, 7 stars, 312-2, and when you flip to alt mode, each of your characters gets bold 1. In bot mode, he's a 412-1, still a leader, still ranged, and he inherently has bold 1. Now, he's a common, he's unique to me because I'm always on the lookout for halfway decent tanks. He makes the starter Megatron even sadder than he already was. Um, But he seems acceptable i guess is the the best way to put it uh sure i mean he he's not you know i don't know where he's gonna fit if there isn't the first thing that came to mind was if there is an aggro tanks build because of the uh what's the name of a two-pronged attack from siege one fair here you go uh it's a tank that you know it it that deck wants to be orange. This guy probably wants to be orange. Have at it. I don't know if that's actually going to be a thing, but you probably won't hate yourself for running this guy in that scenario anyway. If if you can afford to take the time to back to alt mode with these cards that require you to flip specific things during combat, like, I mean, he doesn't. He won't fit star cost wise with that Optimus, but like, mm. there are other cards that are like that. Then maybe, but like, I just don't think that any deck needs this guy as it stands right now. Until we see more cards, like the two prone attack thing is fine. Yeah, it's weird because it. So if you're an ag, say you're aggro tanks. If they, let's assume that exists, you're still off the bat running like nine or twelve blue cards. So hypothetically, hunker down because there are orange armors that you could play, uh, including rapid ascent in order to continue this disruption theme. 
marksmanship, arm hovercraft. That's a lot of off, like non-orange pips already. Which I guess it's fine, you know, you're going to run some number of them, but that, this deck list seems very weird. You're not selling me on this idea, so. Well, it, it's only, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not selling myself on it, it's just <laughs> what I'm, without other tanks or something, and maybe this guy's good enough, and since he's a tank, he'll just, if you play an aggressive disruption-based list, you can just run him, and he's okay. I mean, it's seven stars in an orange deck. He'd probably rather have Barrage for a number of reasons, but... Yeah, if we get more tank support, but honestly, as it stands, as a seven-cost Autobot leader, he's not that much better than Starter to be honest with you. Yeah. So. Uh, you're not wrong. So, unfortunately, I don't know if it's going to be Impactor's time to shine, but... You never know. Maybe we'll get more tank support or something. Like I said, the the main the first thing that I thought of was that two pronged attack because I want to play that card, but no, that's fair. There isn't really a home for it just yet. That's fair. So moving from there, we're moving into <laughs> everyone's favorite uh, Decepticon tribe, and that's Insecticons. So we have Raider Kickback, who I appreciate. The alt mode art, I saw somebody pointed out on Facebook. If you look in the background, it's an army of kickbacks. Yep. Like the the clones, which is, I thought that was really cool. Because when I first saw the, the card, it was on my phone. So naturally, it's super small and it just looked like an explosion or something. Uh, now that I'm looking at it, I can see it much more clearly. But anyway, so he is an Insecticon specialist, 490 for six stars in alt mode. And when this defends... Flip one more battle card for each Insecticon that was on your starting team. Now, in bot mode, he's a 491, still a specialist. When one of your Insecticons attacks and you flip at least one blue, do one damage to the defender. I don't anticipate this guy's displacing his previous counterpart, but you had, I forget, I think you had said it, Scott, that you actually liked the way this guy looked. This guy's awesome. Yeah, so tell us about why this guy's awesome, because obviously most people are saying he wants blue pips, all of my bugs decks are orange, why do I care about this guy? I mean, outside the fact that a blue bugs deck has done okay, mm-hmm. um, like a Venom-based deck, um, he's good there, so let's right. put, put that out there. That aside, um, all you need to do is slightly change your battle deck. And in my opinion, this guy is just is just better than Chop Shop or Ransack. So, well, what kind of changes are you talking about? Because there aren't too many. I mean, are you suggesting like actual blue, straight up blue cards? Well, I mean, this turns rollout into another double, right? And right. Matrix into another, another double orange simply for the pips, right? Yeah. And then gives value to incoming transmission, which I think is the worst card in the deck. So, all that together. I mean, in conjunction with incoming transmission and mining picks, yeah, it it doesn't seem unreasonable to try and set up one of those scenarios. Hang on one second. Yeah. Right, I'm back. Okay. 
Uh, so when we but, last left, oh, go ahead. Sorry. So I thought about it. I thought about it because that's how much I like this guy. Okay. Um, the only thing that's bad about this guy is that he makes the flip awkward. Makes which flip awkward, or just flips in the, general? You mean? Yeah, because I mean, obviously, you want the ability to be online at all times, mm. and that can be difficult to do unless you flip him first. And you normally want to be flipping Scrapnel first. And if right. you go for, like if you go first, it's fine. You just the Scrapnel just doesn't get the ability. If you, because then you just flip him second, etc., and you move down the line. Um, you probably can attack with like the other kickback second things like that. You'll get enough flips. If you go second though, and you're in a situation where you still want to attack with Scrapnel. He may not actually get... One of your guys won't get the flip. If you're investing it in this guy. Yeah. So that's where it can be awkward. Yeah, because today, those chop shops, those ransacks, it's not uncommon for them to sit in alt mode for a very long time. Right. So I don't think this guy's that... I mean, he's not—he's just a guy. Then, if you if you never flip, which is fine, because what's his pa- attack in? Uh, it's the bottom? same in both. It's four, right? So he's fine. Like he's equal to a tra- like you're not getting the extra utility that you get out of those other characters. So like he's clearly worse if you can't get him into bot mode, right? But if you can, I don't think it's very hard to basically say all your insecticons get one damage when they attack. Like I I, I don't think you need to necessarily mess with the battle deck that much. Like I said, rollout is another double orange card, so is Matrix. I don't think you would play Matrix, that's literally unplayable. Um, <laughs> yeah. Rollout is like fringe playable, but not really, but like it's you can do something with it. Um, rollout can actually negative yeah, it, it could get rid for exactly what you were just describing that okay, now I need to get everybody back into the appropriate modes. Right. So I think you would probably have to play, I mean, you would, anyone that wasn't playing Mining Pick, this would go, Mining Pick would go right back in. Right. And then anyone that wasn't playing Incoming Transmission, this would go right back in. And then you could argue that you could play Secret Dealings as well. And then you could probably play both those double cards in some way, shape, or form, like four or five of them total. Uh-huh. And now your double orange card count is up to like eleven. I, I mean, that's insane. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know how to like, say it any differently. Like, that's just really good. It, it sounds pretty impressive. My main con- or my initial concern would be when you're running a lot of those cards. Is I don't want to say it's a lot of dead hands, or an increase. It's obviously going to be an increase in the number of hands that would be dead. But the increase in the number of awkward verging on unplayable hands increases. Because now, like, those deck slots have to come from somewhere. So, are this is kind of like one of the other discussions. I forgot which card we were going over, where it's. I think it was when we were talking about green light. Like, you have your standard Insecticon list. There are some cuts that you're going to feel comfortable with right off the bat, but. It's very quickly going to verge into the territory of, okay, can I really afford to live without this? 
and maybe you can if all of those, you know, you have 11 double oranges, effectively. But I am not sure exactly what that looks like. I mean, not to mention that there's fringe case scenarios where the one when, damage is going to automatically kill a guy. Or your guy randomly lives because now you have blues in the deck. Exactly. Like, exactly. You, you swarm and you, you actually heal up a, a good amount of damage. Exactly. I mean, to be honest, I would expect that... I mean, so we have the scenario where you get a, a boatload of extra double oranges because of the effect. And somebody like you, Scott, would be able to work out the math to say, okay, th this is reasonable to have it happen. I do expect that we're going to see a resurgence of those blue bugs builds that you had started out with, uh, because that seems more obvious for this particular guy. I just don't think that's necessary. I just think you play it as all my inside cons get plus one. Yeah. I think you have a, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm, I got to see where I'm like, go back and look at the Insecticon list to see where I'm comfortable cutting things to try and fit that in, in conjunction with accounting for the new flip sequence where it, it could get very awkward, but maybe it doesn't only, matter. Only, in certain on, only when you're going, only when you're going second. Right. And it's only going to matter maybe in specific matchups where, okay, you know, maybe you don't flip certain guys earlier on or later on or whatever the sequence happens to be because you may or may not need to. And if he is a lightning rod for your opponent, more power to you because they're not attacking the guys that actually matter. Actually matter. <laughs> yeah. No, I think so. you're right. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I do like this guy as well. Uh, I'm anxious to see where he comes out, even if it is ultimately in uh, in the eyes of most people, public enemy number one, <laughs> mm -hmm. for for good reasons or not. Uh, so, any other thoughts for kickback? No, I think it's one of the best cards we've seen. Yeah, and he's only an uncommon. So, now we're going to move into the one of the other super rares for the set, and that's Lord Megatron. Uh, another tank, obviously, he's a leader tank ranged in alt twelve stars. He's a 6-17-3. And when you flip to this mode, your opponent scraps a number of cards from the top of their deck equal to this character's defense total. In bot mode, he's a 4-17-2. And when your opponent reshuffles their deck, they choose one of your characters and do damage to it equal to this character's attack total. So we have our reverse nemesis slash cosmos. And their mill is now a thing. Sort of. Sort of. Yeah. I mean, it. <laughs> there's. we don't have a, a true mill win condition, but this is as close as it gets for now. So can I safely go out on a limb and say you're not as excited about this guy as you were for Optimus, Scott? Not as it was for Optimus, but it doesn't mean he's bad. Right. I mean, so, you're 617-3 in alt mode if you never flip. Right. Which is certainly respectable. That's ranged, so like mm -hmm. that's fine. That's right. a leader, so that's fine. Um, the bot mode ability. Okay, so let's assume you're playing to the bot mode ability. So you're going to want to include cards like System Reboot. Right. I hope not cards like Testify, but like cards like that. There, are, I had compiled a list while you're talking. I'm going to see if I can find it. <laughs> Um, system reboot is the big one. 
the system reboot dude we talked about obviously is another big one um you want to set up a scenario where your opponent is damned if they do damned if they don't uh uh-huh. so so essentially what you want to do is when it's his turn to attack and it's not going to be difficult to set this up to where it's during the first cycle you have made them reshuffle um he's very anti tough which a lot of people are playing so he's a natural counter to a lot of that yep. um and basically what you want to do is you want to attack the their main target like you put like let's just say you put a grenade launcher on and you're like i attack your best guy oh you're reshuffling during combat your choice is you can take eight direct damage to this guy i'm attacking or you can put eight direct damage on this other guy and i'm still attacking you for and we right. haven't flipped yet and so essentially the reason why his i know his power looks low is because in that scenario he's essentially also a six if your opponent has like he's four plus your opponent's defense doing damage directly to them and you get to attack them so like that character is going to die if yep. they choose him so they're not going to choose them they're going to choose somebody else and then that guy's probably gonna die so right. like i don't see how this is bad because I don't understand how you're just not going to either auto-kill their non-General Optimist giant guy that we just talked about. Um, mm. Like, you're, you're probably, like, if this is an orange deck, let's say. If you're attacking an orange deck, here's your choice. I'm doing 16 to your dude, or you're killing somebody else, or putting a bunch of damage on somebody else. Right. And because he's ranged... Those guys probably got armed hovercrafted. Those guys probably got damaged. Like, I just think you can set up scenarios with this guy where he's going to two-for-one your opponent every single time he attacks, or he's going to kill their best guy every single time he attacks. And inevitably, if you can't kill this guy, you're going to lose to him. Like, there's no other character in the game that you're literally just going to lose to guaranteed. Which I know could take forever. Right. But, like, technically, you cannot beat this guy if you cannot kill yeah, which you can't say about any other character. His flip to alt mode to me is irrelevant. completely irrelevant. Well, it, um, as a mill effect, it, don't care. Well, yeah, let's get that out of the way. <laughs> if you if you're not familiar with the term mill fallacy, Google search it. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Ex- I, I can't. Ex- they won't agree with it even if they if they don't know what well, it is and understand it then they won't well they, it, even if they remember there could be people who are just cut co- that are listening that are just coming into the competitive scene so it it's an important thing it may not just be people listening that disagree with it so i I, uh, I, I just don't think that part of it is what matters. i think what matters is you flip to all you flip the bot mode when you're ready to attack you stay in the three defense six attack mode otherwise absolutely i think this guy to your grenade launcher scenario plays well with say trigger happy because you I don't flip this guy trigger happy can go get a singleton grenade launcher for example or you stay as an orange deck and then you know like you said deal 16 on whatever turn i just don't understand how that's very hard to set up like i i just that's mm-hmm. my whole point like i, I just well to that um, end just the way i see it I found my list uh it's a whopping four cards and i may have missed some but you already <laughs> mentioned system reboot and testify. We're we're gonna pretend one of those doesn't exist. Uh, Fog of War, uh, another one we're gonna probably ignore. But Heat of Battle is pretty relevant for this guy. Yeah, Heat of Battle is. You're right for a Fog number of, of reasons. Relevant. Fog of War is not relevant because well, Fog of War doesn't make them draw cards. It makes you both discard. 
correct. Well, if they have no cards in hand, they would draw two. Okay. That's so it, it again, it's a it's that. Well, I said we're not going to talk about that one, and you talked about that one. Um, yeah. So I'd rather point testify. <laughs> well, they, yeah, because it's orange. But well, this one's a white pit. Maybe that matters. No, we're not going to. We're not going down that road. Point is, I was just making a list of all the things that you can force your opponent to do it. At this stage, we we are clearly limited on it outside of, well, fix it. Yeah, fix it. Um, Heat of I, battle is very good. Heat of battle is very good. Um, mm-hmm. your, your opponent playing bold is very good for it. Yes. Um, I think it, he's better than people are giving him credit for. I just think the scenario I set up is not hard to set up. Yeah. I think a lot of people may have started out with my first inclination is, oh, well, you're going to turtle up, play a blue deck, and, okay, well, how long is that going to take you to get there? How long will you survive? Because then you can, like, Scoundrel's Blaster, even just something as simple as that, and then any assorted armor that actually provides armor means you can flip back and forth, try and trigger his ability faster, and then you're hitting something for six, which is still a significant amount but the orange idea also sounds pretty tempting because okay i'll just slam a grenade launcher on him and go to town oh it's still a blue deck i just think you play the the absolute biggest weapon you can play Mm -hmm. and go from there i assume i assume and i know we need a ruling on this but like i attack if i attack and i flip oranges i don't get that attack power like added to my character if they're reshuffling during defense, right? I think you do. The reason I say that is things like erratic lightning was ruled as, I think it was erratic lightning, something that gives minus stats. Pips that build that stat, it would overwrite, if that makes sense. So your okay. your your attack total I think is calculate so you flip your battle cards you calculate your attack total That's different than the attack on the character though That's what I'm saying like if you flip two oranges are you doing six to a guy Well so there's no weapons attached I think if you so in the erratic lightning are. example if you flipped if you had one defense or if you had zero defense you flip one blue you still end up losing it because it is referencing that value. That's an attack total, though. This is specifically referencing the thing on a card. Well, it says equal to this character's attack total. So, I mean, to me, that would include that, but I agree with you. We definitely need clarification on whether it does or does not. I mean, if it does... Then things like Super Heat of Battle become... Even better. Yeah, obviously. it's like grenade launcher, heat of battle, mill you out, hit for a gazillion. Right. <laughs> like, right. that, that seems okay. <laughs> and I do, again, I do not think this is an orange deck. I'm just multi-pip situations. Yeah. I still think it's a blue deck, but like... Anyway, I think that I th- the thing that people have complained about is basically, I just put the damage on some irrelevant character. Yeah, you can. But the problem is, if you attack the right character, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't snare it kind because of you're still okay. going to attack the character. You're still attacking someone. 
Right. I think it still goes back to, or maybe not still, but it goes back to, to compare it to aerial bots, you need to be very careful with where you're assigning damage. So it's the same thing here. Don't give them an irrelevant character with one health left as a target. Right. Eliminate the guy, and then, oh, they only have their big guy? Well, he takes 16. Have fun. Mm -hmm. You know, those are the... the, it, It definitely modifies where... As previously, you may have gone all in on that Optimus, whichever of the thousand Optimi that we have at this stage. <laughs> um, maybe now it's, yeah, you you pick off the little characters and then Megatron has that inevitability factor where they need to close the game out or he will take down the other guy. Or maybe that's not I mean, the right way to play it, I don't know. Against other three wide decks, I just don't see how, like... Uh, yeah, he should two for one. You have two other characters that have already acted. So, like, if you haven't done any damage, then you're doing something. And I just don't see how, like, you're really not putting them in a terrible situation. And like you said, because of the range package, it's very easy to enforce that two for one because you're either... If you're armed hovercrafting, you're marksman shipping, you're, you're whatever, it's very easy for them to say, yeah, that guy's air quotes irrelevant... But now I have a crippled character and a dead one, and maybe another one with additional damage on it. You know, they, there's no good out. I mean, you're a blue deck anyway, so like, as it stands right this moment, like you can't rely on any blue other than Optimus Battlefield Legend to actually one shot characters, no matter who they are. Mm-hmm. And he still has a hard time one shotting like your. 11 to 13 hit point cars in one shot regardless. Right. Unless you set set it up later. So I don't see why you just can't... Okay, so your opponent gets to choose where the damage goes. Yep, I get that. But you should, again, because you're a blue deck, should be able to set up a scenario where, okay, whoever you choose, they're dead. Right. So I just don't see how that's not going to be the case. I mean, something as as simple, the way I was, when I was talking about the Scoundrels Blaster, that's three marksmanships. Like that, it's just a a potentially staggering amount of damage you can put on something as compared to, I don't know if we did it in this segment or in the earlier, yeah, it was in this one, I think, when we brought up Wave 1 Shockwave, which is also non-determined damage, indirect damage, however you want to refer to it, but it's maybe... Four, you know, if you if you hit the dream of multiple reboots chaining, this guy's probably going to be a lot more than that. Yeah, and that's that's outside of combat. Like my scenario is in combat, and I think it's yeah. better that way. But if you do it outside of combat, it's even it can be obviously even more devastating. Right? Do you? I don't. S- I, don't I don't understand. I just don't. Other than the ubiquitous it's a Decepticon press the advantage thing. But. Yeah, but there are ways to mitigate it as we've seen in some of the battle cards already and um, there are not, I think we're going to be, press will always be a danger, but there are ways to mitigate it and appropriately address it if you're going to go this route. Um, the cards already exist in some cases and I'm sure we'll get additional answers. Do you yeah. Do you feel that this guy, I mean, clearly you care about the ability, but you had mentioned at the start the system reboots. 
Are you anticipating that he's going to require those things, or you just let it happen naturally, and once a game, you just tag somebody for eight or whatever? Uh, I think if you don't do it quickly enough, you'll lose to um, you'll lose to aggressive decks. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a very delicate dance there, where by the same token, you may not want to do it too early and allow them to dump it on a Battlemaster or something, um, as opposed to eliminate the Battlemaster, trigger it, dump all the damage on the next guy. I think I think the key that people just don't understand is that mm. he still gets to attack. Like, this is not costing you anything other than to time. Well, like it, time I mean, it's to attack and a defense if you're looking at it that way when you get into the the reshuffle mode. Then you're just a 16-6-17-3. Nothing wrong with that for 12. Well, I'm saying if it, when you said there was no cost, it's if I'm going to be in that other mode to try and attack in the bot mode, you're giving up two attack and an additional defense, whereas in the other one, you're just punching a little better. And unlike Cosmos, this can't fizzle, right? It's still going to happen regardless. Yes, but it's a, I mean, it's the whole thing we've been discussing of, are they dumping it on a character that it it doesn't matter that they did, which I think you can engineer, I'm agreeing with you that we can, you can engineer scenarios that it's going to be difficult for your opponent to make a decision. And there must be some stupid combo that lets you do this multiple times in a turn. That must let you what? Must let you do this multiple times in a turn. There must be some stupid make your opponent have their whole deck in their hand. That seems, at least at this stage, very difficult. (laughs) I I mean, maybe. I could see, you know, if you ran escape routes, rollouts, hunker downs, obviously, you could just flip back and forth a gazillion times to set this guy up early. Um, But having them draw that many cards, I don't know if there's really very many ways to limit them so that they can constrict how many cards they can play or something uh, so that things get trapped in their hand. People will try to make stupid combos with this. Well, I'm sure that will happen. I mean, <laughs> that's, a, that's a given. Um, and maybe we'll get... I'm sure there will be at least one mill your opponent card in the set outside of this guy. Right. So I there will be other support, most likely. I mean, there's no guarantees. But maybe we have our first Real good Megatron. I don't know. Maybe. I think he's way better than people give Because I just think you can set up damage, damage scenarios. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I like Lord Megatron. I, I'm i hoping we get the the purple team leader to actually get some time in the spotlight. But we'll see how it goes. Agreed. So, after Lord Megatron, we have Specialist Sandstorm. And yes, the Specialist is actually in his title. Um... He's our other common triple changer. He's car and melee in mode one, 11 stars, 6, 15, 1. And when he's attacking a melee character, he gets plus two attack. In helicopter mode, he's ranged, 6, 15, 1. And when this is defending against a ranged character, he has plus two defense. And then in bot mode, he's just a specialist, 6, 15, 1. And when you flip to this mode, do one damage to an enemy specialist. Uh, 
feels like he's going to be a limited specialist. Yes, agreed. Um, I mean, the only advantage... Yeah. Is he called 11 or 12? 11. So... So he's cheaper than Astro Train. So the one good thing is, I think where he could see play is in sideboards because he does one-shot Scrapnel going first. Because Scrapnel's melee, so like you should, in an orange deck, kill Scrapnel hit by right a 10. So he kills either Kickback or Scrapnel. So he's really good at killing himself. Yeah. So let's put that out there. Without having to flip, he's really good at killing himself. And then he's a giant dude. <laughs> like, yeah. A giant dude without a lot of defense, but like a giant dude. Yeah, he he's going to soak one, multiple attacks. Yeah, he's going to get two shot, but... So... He's good in that situation. He's bad in every other situation, in my opinion, but, like, that might be okay. Yeah, I mean, you do get free damage to enemy specialists if that matters. Um, it's really low damage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what specialist are you going to hit? Shockwave? Okay, great. You did one. 16 I mean, turns th- later. <laughs> getting three defense against ranged for a weapon just be general optimist. Like, I don't... The only, like I said, the only time I can see him see play is 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 it. It's like I just don't see how see play. He is a sideboard specialist. Exactly. <laughs> um, He's an anti bug specialist. I mean, if we get our our helicopter tribal card, maybe. But I yeah, I'm not sure exactly where this guy fits because yeah, he has that slightly better niche effect. But even in this scenario where okay, he one shots insecticons specifically scrapnel. Or kickback. Yeah. It, or chop chop. <laughs> are you pu- are you pu- well chop chop maybe not because he's eleven. Okay, fine. So it, like there's a it's at least more difficult. But sure. What deck is he? So if you board him in, what large character were you already playing? Or I guess if you were you know playing blaster and you wanted to bring this guy in or something, um, what character's coming out? for this guy that couldn't already one-shot one of those bugs? Uh, Three-wide aggro can't one-shot a bug on th- without an up, upgrade or this guy can. Six, seven, eight. So he wouldn't... Yeah, you're right, because I, I was thinking of Optimus, but barring insane luck, that's not going to happen. I mean, it's going to be difficult to fit in with Starcross, but I think that's where his use is. It's possible. It's just it's just immediately just like bam, kill your guy and soak it, soak two hits, and your other guys do work. That's where I can see him seeing. That's reasonable. But he might he might make your other star cost too awkward for that to matter. But like I think that's good play. I think you can work around it, especially given the uh, you know with a a fire drive or other battle master. He's it's eighteen, so you get another seven. It, I think you can work with it. Is my point. But yeah, but it, I, just think it, your, I think your main deck is awkward to start with. Possibly, so like, yeah. I wouldn't want him to come in for my other eleven. He would have to come in for other, like I, I don't know. We'll I'll figure it out. Like, yeah, that's his only use that I. I can get on board with that, and we'll we'll leave it at that. I don't really have much else to add for him. Yep. So uh, the next guy I think is a little more interesting, and that's Raider Sights. He's our utility battle master on the Decepticon side. So when he be, well, we'll start with the bot mode and then go 
in reverse order. So he's a ranged Battlemaster, 391 with Focus 1. And then when he turns into a utility, he grants Focus 2, has the usual Battlemaster thing of if it would leave the battlefield, he dies, but gives plus 1, plus 1, one attack and one defense to the character that he is on. I really like this guy. Are you a fan of him? Yeah, big time. Focus 2 is insane. Now, the one thing I didn't mention is that he's also a six-cost Battlemaster. As compared to the ones that have been seeing a lot of play, the Fire Drives, the Lionizers that are seven, the previous six-cost Battlemasters kind of, well, definitely the Decepticon one left much to be desired. The Autobot one, uh, Teradax, I think is the name, is... Teraxodon. Teraxodon, that's it. Um, He's fine, but this gives us a little more variety as to what you could fill out those extra stars with. I mean, plus one, plus one is all obviously awesome. And in the, um, the utility slot too, not even, you know. Right, and focus two is ridiculous. Like, like if you think focus one is good, like focus two is just off the charts good. Yeah. Because, I mean, in a mixed deck, you just immediately, if you don't see the color, you just immediately just trash them. There's just a very, very high percentage chance of getting at least one or both of what you need going forward. Absolutely. I mean, in my opinion, if you like, I don't build my mixed pip decks the way other players do, where they include like, all the doubles. I am usually slanted one way, play the doubles there, and then only don't play the doubles on the other side. Uh-huh. But if I was playing with this character, I would play at least. I'd probably play all the doubles. Let's just say, for argument's sake, and then mm. mathematically, your flips will all be amazing like well i should say enhanced very enhanced yeah um i mean at any given point you only need to hit one of them and then you're you're probably ahead right not to mention the fact that like this attached to a character would make your bold and tough that much better yeah like you're just getting to be like like the secret action we talked about with that gives you tough three like if you had this attached to a guy (laughs) <laughs> had six double blues in your deck. Like, it, this is not an unrealistic... Yeah. And then you get the plus one, plus one. You have focus two. You don't see two blues on top. You don't see blues on top. You trash them. And then you get tough three when you're flipping. So you're flipping five cards minimum. And you, like, and you already got rid of two that weren't double blues. Like, this is... It's a skill-intensive card. I don't. To me, he's he's no worse in than like any of the other battle masters because he has focus one built in. So for the same yep. reason, he's no worse than any of them, the ones that currently see a lot of play. Um. So yeah, this this guy's insane to me. Right. I mean, I really like this guy a lot. I'm I'm honestly surprised that he has. Well, I would have expected focus one if he had the focus at all in the other mode, in the utility mode, or that he has focus one in bot mode, I kind of would have expected that one of them would have been blank and he just, the plus one plus one. Uh, The fact that he has a range tag, that he has all those things, that he's boosting things in the appropriate places... This was one of the guys that I had in mind when we were talking about Optimus earlier that you could do a six and a four sort of thing because it goes into the utility slot 
gives him the things to find all the the combat stuff that we were talking about and also allows you to continue uh, oh by the way i have two energy packs or energon packs rather yeah the problem with him and focus is that you still can't guarantee what the next card down is going to be oh yeah focus is not as good on him like it's he wants to be have both yeah it's not as good but it it helps um it, but like i said that was just one of the the six cost guys that i was thinking of at the time but outside of that i've in the siege one meta there are a lot of builds that i've been tinkering around with where it's i really wish i could get to seven stars so that i could play fire drive lionizer aimless whatever but one of the currently acceptable battle masters but it's not uncommon to end up with six this guy seems like a good good six-star guy to put in that slot. Yeah, Nightstick's just not good enough because his, <laughs> cause as, a, as, a, as a character, yeah. he's just not good enough. There's this guy actually as a three-focus, three-nine-one focus one is good enough. Yeah. And he's, so, the three-nine-one with the focus means that, it, yes, you clearly want your battle masters to become the thing, whatever, whether they're weapon armor, their their utilities, whatever. But they don't have to. And this guy gives you that opportunity to, well, no, I want him to live another attack as opposed to, or I want to leave him in one shall stand range, or I want to do whatever. You could, you have a little bit more room to play around with it if you want to. I mean, he's not flashy like giving you plan one and he's not pitch roll entire hand to kill a guy. (coughs) But over time, as a utility, if you piece for tyranny him and things like that, he's going to add a massive amount. I think people just don't understand that because they just look at the they look at the they don't respect what Focus Two does and the decks that you'd want to play Focus mm-hmm. Two in because we don't have a reliable Focus Two as it stands right now. I think it's just Flame War, right? She she's, not reliable. she's not reliable. Yeah, we the only character we have that sees play with Focus only has Focus, right? right. And I, I can tell you by playing with that guy for a long time that. It's huge to have the focus one, and like if you have focus two, it's it's just really really good. Yeah. So I can tell you, like mathematically, I can I've modeled it out, and like you you can't you can play it in a single color deck. It's just not as good. But when you play it in a multicolor deck, it's very. Yeah, I I can only imagine. I mean, even as you said, in a monocolor deck. It's digging too deeper. You get a free white pip to go find double oranges or double blues or whatever. Yeah, the way I modeled it is in a single color deck, you basically, if it's a single color, you pitch it. Of course. Um, so like, but the problem is um, focus is not as good in a single color deck because it's almost like the whole, it's like Battlefield you're just trying to improve what's already good. Whereas in a multicolor deck, you're actually getting rid of trash. It's like trash for treasure. Yeah. Bad cards to get good cards. Absolutely. So. I'm, I'm curious whether that focus two will make enough of a difference that we're going to see some of those double black pips show up <laughs> to try and go dig for them in those oddball scenarios. But I'm not going to hold my breath on that one. Same. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anything else you want to say about Raider sites? He's really good. Yeah, I I really like this guy. So moving from there, we have Private Smokescreen, 
who is a seven-star car with ranged. He's a 411-1 with safeguard three. And in bot mode, he's ranged 411-1 with focus one. And while he has an, a white pip upgrade, it has plus one attack and plus one defense. So he'll be a 5-11-2. Sure. That's it though, right? He doesn't get anything else. No. Does he have focus in the... Yeah, he has focus in bot mode. So you're a 5-11-2 with focus. Correct. With a white upgrade attached. It has to be a white upgrade attached, which off the top of my head, I mean, yeah, there are some... Obviously, I've I've done a lot of things with Force Field, but uh, there will be more. Well, that, if anyone's listening live, we can't mention. Um, but <laughs> I can tell you tomorrow, you're listening live. So by the time this good, by the time the rest of the audience is hearing this, you yep. find this guy to be much more playable. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So let's hold off on him. And yes, he's playable because he's ranged in both modes, and there are better white upgrades coming. And I that's why I feel like he's very playable. <laughs> Well, the playable, so, I mean, we, I don't know. I, I'm not sure how to, to dance around this guy too much. Um, so we'll, I get, we'll just leave it at that. We'll take your word on it, Scott. There's a very playable white weapon coming that I feel like goes very well with this character. Well, with that, we'll leave everybody in anticipation. Um, yes. Because with, beyond that, it, he obviously again, it's another, I don't really care about the safeguard to be perfectly honest. Um, maybe there's a, a scenario where now that we have, we've clearly seen enough safeguard characters that one of them will live and be undamaged post wheel. So therefore those are the dangerous turns where your opponent can just, an orange opponent could double up on somebody and then just brutally slaughter whatever, sacrificial lamb you send out there safeguard means that ain't gonna happen i mean Barring. safeguard three means it's immediately good with the my little safeguard three means what it, safeguard three means you're immediately good with the my little pony well yes <laughs> so there's also that it's just, oh god it did you know what's funny is like i guarantee well maybe not guarantee but a lot of people are going to they're everybody's just going to refer to it as that, and everyone's going to know exactly what they're talking about. It's called Dazzle Strike. I mean, come on. Yes. <laughs> you are you are correct. There's really, I mean, there's no argument against it, but... <laughs> if it was called Princess Dazzle Strike, would you be, would you be surprised? No. No, I would not. <laughs> so um, it's really good there, because you heal the... I think that's... I mean, yeah. every character is Safeguard 3 that we've seen so far. I mean, exactly. I mean, obviously, that could get could change depending on what the scenario is, but, um, it seems like it, it was built for specifically. Now. Right. Uh, it, I expect this set, we're probably going to see all safeguard threes and then maybe down the road, we'll see yeah, other levels of it. Um, so again, assuming there is a good white pip upgrade, which we're not going to get into, but so then he's a five eleven two with focus one, which for seven stars, pretty respectable it's also range. it range in both modes yeah yeah very good yeah he, he's pretty reasonable uh anything else you want to say about smokescreen without revealing too much no but i can tell you the article the, i didn't have a lot of time to mention how good it was on him but you just have to remember that 
<laughs> keep it in mind as you're going through. <laughs> yes. So, as I mentioned at the top, I since it only got released like an hour before we started recording, I didn't get a chance to add Sergeant Thundercracker to the actual topic list. But we have Sergeant Thundercracker, who was or is a nine-star plane ranged in both modes. 412-2, when you flip to alt mode, reveal the top card of your deck. For each black pip, move a damage counter from one of your planes to an enemy. So you get the bombing run. In bot mode, he's a 514-1. When this attacks and you flip at least one black pip, your opponent chooses a number of cards from their hand equal to the number of black pips you flipped and reveals them. You may scrap one of them. So if you, you flip five black pips somehow, you get one of them. You choose, I mean, it becomes better the more pips you flip because they have no choice but to eventually reveal cards in their hand. And like, you yeah, you eventually get to espionage them without having to, you know, you get to just look. Yeah, I uh, mean, just the, I mean, he basically, as far as I'm concerned, he just says, if you flip a black clip and he attacks, make them discard. Which that's is likely enough, what which it's going to be. enough for me, which is good enough. I, if we get more dual pip, so blue-black or orange-black pips, and I bet, or maybe even black-green, depending on what the actual card, ta- it really comes down to, are those black pip cards playable as actual cards because if not they need i think they need that other combat pip or it's going to get awkward fast i mean steady steady shot to me is play regardless yeah steady shot falls in that category and maybe the yeah i mean i would want to build around i think just attacking this card is probably I mean, it's it's fine, but I don't know if you're going to do it. Assume, let's assume he gets two attacks in, and you do it once every three attacks. So you, you know you may not get it every game because of the low quantity. I don't know if I want to invest nine stars in this guy. I mean, yeah, his football. I as um, much as I've tried to make bombing run work, it's just so hard. Like, well, this is just a, this is just a much more difficult. I've made bombing run the card itself be fine. This is a much more situational bombing run that, like, yeah, ignoring the double black thing, which I just don't think, like, because they're just bad. Um, yeah, like, I just think doing it for one is just way too expensive. I'm not going to waste a flip on trying to do it to somebody. Well, I mean, if you and here's the other problem. He wants you to play more planes, and we don't have a whole lot of planes that we actually want to play. But let's assume that there's a, a plane team that you can construct with him. You could get a reasonable bombing run, I hypothetically. But like you said, it's super inconsistent unless there are a gazillion blue black, blue or orange black, or green black, or whatever something black pip plus other pip in order to make this worth it. Yeah, the only problem with him is if you don't actually get the ability to go off stats are Yeah. But if you do, then they are. And so well, like, even, that's the that's even the if you do, he's a five four so if you flip you'd have to flip like black orange and then whether that's on one card or two cards and then okay now he's a six fourteen one pierce one and they discard a card. I, I don't know. I 
I want to. I want to play Thundercracker. I just. I mean, against control decks, that's good. Like making the discard a card every single time you is good. In my we, opinion, it remains to be seen whether it will be every time, and that's the problem. I mean, yes, you could set it up with when we if you if you scroll back to when we talked about all the uh, the plan effects and everything to try and ensure that it happens. But now you're going out of your way for a lot of effort. I I agree it's useful against control decks. It's it's not negligible. But those control decks also it's different from other games because you start out with your finisher in play. So they their game plan is hampered, but they can still end up doing whatever, you know, like if they have Battlefield Legend on the other side, sure they discard a card. Okay, well I'll either recur it, which slows them down, admittedly but they can recur it or they still have an eight attacker and they still punch the crap out of them. You have to make that matter over time. That's the only thing. Of course. That's the only thing you do. Absolutely. Um, if that, so if you can find a deck, I mean, everything is deck dependent. I think like a turn where you are playing espionage and attacking with this guy is probably going to be a really good turn. And I think that's not a setup is my point. Yeah. I mean, I've had that when I was testing a gazillion sound wave builds where, you set up an espionage, you sound wave, and or you play an infiltrate, um, you know, through whatever shenanigans, or you set up a force field. You you can do a lot of things to disrupt even aggressive opponents and ensure that certain things like your force field live because, oh, they only have one card in hand. Well, I'll make you pitch that bashing shield sort of thing. Right. I, I think this card's fine, better than people are thinking. Of. I think he's fine. Yeah, I... He's almost assuredly better than I'm thinking because I'm not super high on him right now. Um, but that is also couched in the idea that we still have a lot of battle cards to see at this stage. And I'm we're going to be more than happy to say, oh, there's a really cool Black Pip card that comes out. Okay, I'm going to look back at Sergeant Thundercracker. I just think his text box is a lot to just basically say, all I care about is make this card a card of the choice. And I'm- yeah. To this point, we don't, we have not really seen. I guess Sentinels is the closest a a really discard focused build. Well, Shockwave. Yes, but I kind of look at that more as comboy in order to to make it happen. It's not really truly disruption based because you know you system reboot and hand them a whole bunch of cards back. No, yeah, no, they're we, major shock. Oh, major shockwave. Shock. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I had the wave one on the brain from when we were talking about it earlier. <laughs> Remember, any discard is going to hurt your opponent's ability to get greens, so it's always yes. going to be that. I don't care if they reveal a that's one less green that they're going to get. Right. It's going to add up over time. That's why I think he's fine. Yeah. I just, he because he is a little understated, it's, I don't think they could give him six attack, but it, you do, like you had said, you do have to turn that advantage into something, right. <laughs> specifically a win, but uh, you got to be pushing damage or you need to be enabling something else to happen. And I, I'm i not sure exactly what the support is for him right now, but presumably we'll be getting more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet another guy that, as you had alluded to earlier, or specifically mentioned earlier, that benefits as a whole from general 
a handful of white pips in the deck to ensure you can go find those black pips or focus exactly. or yeah, whatever. Yeah, he's exactly yeah, one of those cards. Yep. So that brings us to the end of our marathon session for going through reveals, unless, again, I missed something, which is entirely possible. <laughs> I don't think so. I think, I think we got through all of them. So anybody out there who was watching, uh, lurking in the chat, I appreciate everyone staying with us. Um, anybody out there either catching this on YouTube or on SoundCloud or anywhere else, definitely check out the previous episode where we talked about all the battle cards. There's Scott, you were talking about other stuff going on, on the site. I mean, it, are they live by the time this is hitting people's ears? Which, uh, well, previews or other stuff. I mean, the spoiler will be up to the hopefully within ten minutes of any spoiler coming out, assuming I'm by my phone. Um, well, you're always on your... lunch break, so maybe <laughs> when we, when you go <laughs> well, to lunch break, I still updated them during on my phone. Yeah. Um, I guess. I mean, it seems pretty obvious at this point, but I can tell you that the way the cards are being revealed this time is a little bit different than they were in the past so like we were asked to reveal cards on during a certain week and i know other content creators that got multiple cards as well so i said this i said this to other people but like i can only tell i only know when the other in the community content creators are usually going to be the week that they were chosen to do their cards in bunches as opposed to like the influencers on twitter that don't really necessarily like play the game as actively so kind of just like they may be transformers people as opposed to transformers right. tcg just people. put the cards out there without like a lot of like you know in-depth thoughts so like right there's no control i have no idea when those are be out there but it seems like basically we're going to be i guess my this is a long way of saying i don't think this is going to be in a regular type thing i think for the next like at least three to four weeks this is the way we're going to get spoilers Oh boy, then I better stock up on coffee. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just because I know they're trying to release bunches through the certain content creators, because that's the way that mm. I was told to release, you know, we were told to release them, um, and I know that's the way other people, this is your week, this is your week. Now, if you want to make one video with four cards, or four articles with four cards, that's up to you, but like, there's probably going to be multiple Watsi per week like we've seen and there's probably going to be multiple and there's definitely multiple content creators per i'm interested so, to see how that i haven't been keeping track of percentage of the set that's revealed uh but we are still i guess a month and however many days out from the actual release so i'm very curious at what point like are we going to be waiting up until the day before for the full spoiler or is it going to be a week or are we going to have a couple weeks where it's super quiet on a spoiler front? I'm curious to see how that shapes up. I think we'll have more time because I think there'll be earlier where we know all the cards because of the invitational coming. That's that they what want. I'm, yeah, that's what I, where I was going with it. I'm expecting that to be the case, um, but we'll see. It's spoiler season. So anything could happen. Yeah, we haven't gotten the big, like, I mean, the the two Super Rares were in one IGN. We mm-hmm. haven't gotten, here's eight cards at once, secondary website article yet. Right. So, like, I would expect there to be more of those. Um, we already know there's some type of combiner mechanic in the set. And 
I've it's been alluded to that it's like some type of Battlemaster thing, or it's another combiner team. Like, yeah, have didn't folding s- card. Yeah, I doubt it's more just like two because the, from a logistical how cards are cut perspective, that doesn't make sense. Right. So, like, I assume there's more common characters that are maybe it's a common combiner team because like just need more cards on the sheet to do that. Right. I mean, there have been some in recent toy lines that could fall into that category relatively easily, so. Are there any in the Siege that you know? Uh, I think the the other Decepticon duo con, I don't know if he was Siege or not. I think he was, and his name is escaping me. I can picture him where he's the, he's, he's a plane and, um, Playing in something else, and he's like maroon and dark gray. Okay, that's gonna drive me crazy because I I have the toy physically from G one, um, and I he just got a, a re release. The other option is Reflector could be in there because he is. Oh yeah, that's true. Uh, they he is combine siege. quote unquote. He yeah. Is um, the the first combiner, I guess, it, and that could easily be one that's not a, you know, he doesn't need an enigma sort of thing. He'll be a dreadwind sort of combination. And who knows what that? What's his alt mode in Siege? Because there's no camera. Uh, well, you can make a camera. Um, <laughs> they do combine into a camera, but it's essentially like space station slash cannon thing. Okay. Um. It, both as themselves, so they would transform into a, an alt mode and then also have this other combined mode that would be whatever the hell it is. So other than this battle master thing that like two things happen a overlord scenario, that sounds like the most logical to me. The uh, So since he showed up in the artwork, Apeface, because he's also, but he's not releasing as a toy until the end of the year. I thought he was a triple chain. He is, but I don't know if they're going to do something weird with it, essentially. Because they're saying, like, did they actually say it is a combiner or combiner-like? Combiner-like. The the only reason I say that is if they decided to get super creative with him, maybe. I would expect that it would just be a, a quote-unquote plain triple changer. Uh but maybe he's he's one of the other oddball characters that keep coming to mind. And there were other triple chains. There's the only other. Is there another Autobot one that's like random that I don't know that's not Springer? Yes, um, I can't think of them off the top of my head. But they there's. I would assume they're going to keep the the triple. So if we got Ape Face as a triple changer, oh. there will be another Autobot one. I just don't know who would be offhand. And, and I'm very curious to see if we are still going to get a Brunt as a, since we're getting him as weapon part of the Trypticon, whether he'll be as a, a yeah, as a cog or not. Um, I'm looking at my shelf real quick to see if I can spy any other toys that, that might be fitting in, but nothing immediately is jumping out to me. Yeah, and, the C- and you know, we're still waiting on all the microservices, which I assume were given to other, could have been given to other content creators, I don't Right. Like, so we'll go from there. There's a plethora of battle cards left. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of battle cards. I'm very anxious to see because 
as things are shaping up both on the battle card and character front, it, I mean, obviously a new set is going to shake things up, but I'm seeing the makings of uh, some some significant shifts. Yeah, the way I the way I've explained it to people when they've asked and had random questions like this, um, I always say like, Wave One is the most important battle card set, right? Uh, wave Two, well, mo- Wave One had both. Wave Two is the is the battle card set. Like, powerful battle cards came out. Yeah, a lot of supplemental stuff. And then Wave Three is all about the characters. And then this is pretty much both that I've seen right now. This is a very powerful set. Yeah, I would agree. It, there's a lot of things that I'm very, very interested in um, on a number of fronts, to be perfectly honest. I'm anxious to dive into this, uh, both on the limited side as well as constructed. Yeah, well, we can proxy it up. Well, oh, believe me, that that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but um, any other thoughts you wanted to throw in, Scott? Anything else coming up that we we got to get out on this particular one. No, I assume next week we'll cover obviously all the spoilers. We'll have a tournament from a tournament. We'll have, we'll have already finished by the time we get to this. Um, Energon Invitational qualifiers will be wrapping up um, the coming week. Again, as of this is um, being released. So, you know, any last second advice you might need on that, feel free to reach out. Um, otherwise, yeah, feel free to come out to us i mean i i was i recorded um some other things that'll be out there soon um you know we we most of our coverage is going to be around energy invitational qualifiers and spoiler stuff for the next few weeks so just expect to be you know we're, we're fully moving into see there's no more there's to talk so just expect a lot of them yep I mean, so. that's that's probably where everybody's head is at anyway, with the exception of uh, those still clawing at those few remaining qualifiers. Pretty much everybody else, I'm assuming, is focusing on what's upcoming. So Right, right. Well, I think that'll do it for us, folks. So as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And please tune in next time for more Tech Talk. Hey, guys. Dan here from VectorSigma.info. We wanted to take this moment to thank all of our patrons for believing in the service we're providing. If you're not yet a member of a Patreon, feel free to click on the link for other podcasts like this one or verse videos or any of the other great content that we provide on our YouTube channel. Thanks, guys.